coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Right away, we'll clear up that your name is spelled J-E-A-N, and it confuses people, and they think it's Jean. Most people call me Jean. Right, <laughs> but, it's, but it's Jean. Yeah. Kind of like John, J-O-H-N. So you went from being an architect to a restaurant owner. Mm-hmm. So my question is, how many people have asked you, are you nuts? <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> it's very much like the Greeks say, opa. Right. 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 Puerto Rican say, huepa. Uh-huh, cool. And now we have a tradition that every time somebody breaks a plate in the kitchen, <laughs> the whole restaurant screams wet that's, that's great. Don't don't break too many. Then. Yeah. Don't don't get like the Greeks and throw the shit everywhere. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is John Tati, the co-owner of Huepa Cochina de Puerto Rico. Huepa is the only full-service, sit-down, authentic Puerto Rican restaurant in St. Pete, and boy is it good. Also joining us is local hip-hop artist Jimbo Shrump, not to be confused with Jumbo Shrimp. And we will feature his song titled Weed Goals. We have a great show, so so stick stick around. around. Hey, Candace, have you heard of Club Saver? No, I haven't. Sounds yummy. <laughs> yeah, Saver, right, yeah. But also Saver by like saving money on food. Ooh. Clubsaver.com is the website you can check out later when you want. But what's so cool is it's for a small monthly fee. There's a huge list of restaurants all over St. Pete, the beaches, Clearwater, and Palm Harbor. And you get half off of entrees and drinks. Half off? That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Like not just wine and beer, but booze too. That's awesome. Which that, that works for me and Lori, you know. Well, how do, <laughs> I can imagine. Well, how do you sign up for it? It's easy. You just go to clubsaver.com, tell them St. Pete Foodies sent you, and you'll see the huge list of restaurants on there and just start using it. That, how have I not used it so far? I this know. is awesome. We have to use it with all the food we eat. Well, I was thinking I go out to eat so often, I might as well yeah. save a bunch of money. And tell all your girlfriends too. Cheers. Go to clubsaver.com and use the referral code St. Pete Foodies. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates. 
with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. I'm Kevin Godby. My co-host, as usual, is Lori Brown. And our guest today is Jean Toti, the owner of WEPA St. Pete, which is St. Petersburg's first and only full-service Puerto Rican restaurant located in the Warehouse Arts District, right next to Three Daughters Brewing. Welcome to the show, Jean. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. Welcome. And right away, we'll clear up that your name is spelled J E A N, and it confuses people, and they think it's Jean. Most people call me Jean. Right, <laughs> but it's but it's John. Yeah. Kind of like John J O H N, Toti, and you are from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah, I was born and raised in Santurce. Yeah. Did you go to a university there also before coming no, here? No, I went to uh, I went to elementary and uh, secondary school there. Okay. And then I went to upstate New York to Cornell for my uh, architecture degree. Architecture, mm-hmm. right. So you went from being an architect to a restaurant owner. Mm-hmm. So my question is, how many people have asked you, are you nuts? <laughs> Everybody does. <laughs> have you asked yourself? <laughs> uh, every, every single day. <laughs> but I know we're, we're picking on you a little bit, but what, what's really cool, though, is you're following your dream. Well, when I was on my third year of architecture... Cornell also had a really good hospitality degree. Oh, no way. And I almost switched over to the rest, uh, the restaurant and hotel school. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly through introspection that I said, I always wanted to be an architect. I can always be something else later on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So later on is now. There mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. So uh, WEPA, we're going to get into more of the details of that mm-hmm. later. We'll learn more about you. But I want to say up front, that is a, an exclamation in right. Puerto Rico. Like, could be wow, could be good job. Hooray, awesome. It's, it's very much like the Greeks say opa. Right. right. Puerto Rican say huepa. Aha, cool. And now we have a tradition that every time somebody breaks a plate in the kitchen, <laughs> the whole restaurant screams huepa. That's, that's, that's great. Don't, don't break too many. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't get like the Greeks and throw the shit everywhere. <laughs> but it happens. It yeah. Happens. <laughs> so, it, did you always want to be... Like, even, like you were saying, you said, okay, I need, I'll be an architect now, do something else later. But the food, restaurant stuff, was that always in the back of your mind? Yeah, pretty much so. Did you cook as a kid? I did. I did. Okay. I, I learned how to cook. I kind of had an extended family. My aunt and my grandmother always lived either across the hallway or upstairs from mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So um, both my mother, my grandmother, and my aunt were my inspiration and how I learned how to cook. That's awesome. Um, so, and also my my aunt used to work for the uh, public education department, and and back in the nineteen sixties, she ran the home economics program. Uh-huh. So a lot of the recipes that were taught in public schools came from that program. Oh wow! And she was part of the group that put those recipes together. That's cool. So, did you do it in school also yourself? No. No. Okay. I, I, I did, by the way. You did? <laughs> yeah. 
I took in, uh, well, we had. In, oh, well, yeah, yeah, you had a class in yeah, school. Yeah, in eighth grade, we had home economics, and that was cooking stuff. Seventh grade was like sewing and ironing, and I was dumb enough to come home and tell my mom I learned how to do laundry and iron my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and but, you probably took it because the teacher was hot. Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then in high school, I took every, we had like three or four food and cooking classes. I took every one of those. It was fun. Mm-hmm. But but you you learned at home from your grandmother yeah. and your aunt, yeah. which is abuela, very cool. right? Is abuela, uh-huh. abuela's grandma, yeah. abuela and titi. Nice. It's the aunt, right? So it's about the only word I know. <laughs> <laughs> so after um, Puerto Rico, you said you went on to school at Cornell, and then after that, you which architecture firm did you go with? Well, after that, I returned to Puerto Rico. Okay, and it was um, right around the time of the quincentennial, the 500 anniversary. Mm-hmm of Puerto Rico and Spain, mm-hmm. Spain discovering Puerto Rico. So there was, um, there was a lot of uh, historic preservation going on. So I was hired as state architect for the Historic Preservation oh. Office in Puerto Rico. And I worked there and I was basically overseeing all the projects that were do- being done as part of that program, which lasted for six years. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. I bet you learned a whole lot in yeah. doing that. <laughs> I was a young kid doing yeah, yeah. adult things. Yeah. So then you came back to the States after that? Then after that, I stayed in Puerto Rico for a number of years as a consultant mm-hmm. doing um, urban planning and historic preservation. Mm-hmm. And then in 1998, I, I came to Florida. And St. Petersburg immediately? or Sarasota first. Sarasota first. Okay. And nothing against Sarasota, but I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> My family still lives there. Right, right. Sarasota mm-hmm. is very nice to visit. It is. Yeah. It's just a different vibe. It's a different beat, and it's not... For everyone, so, mm-hmm. yeah. So what was the impetus for coming to Florida? Uh, friends that lived here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had no idea. Right. That was... Just wanted to try something Going to happen when I moved here. Mm-hmm. I said, if I find a job, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I started working with uh, Stevenson Architects, mm-hmm. who was at the time running the Crossley Estate and the Cotasan projects. Okay. So it was more historic preservation that I was when I, when I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we went on to other projects, commercial projects around the state. Mm-hmm. And then in 2001, I started working for the city of St. Petersburg. I see. And you were with them the whole time until you until retired? Now. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. But you've always had this passion for food, as we know. Mm-hmm. You post a lot of food <laughs> and photos and pictures and such on Facebook. You have your own group, What the Fork Are You Eating? Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. which has now kind of... a not been paying much attention uh, to it. Is it fizzled out a bit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, restaurant kind of takes up some of your Yes, time. it does take up a <laughs> all of your time. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think a lot of people, like, they, if, if you don't really think about it and you think, okay, the restaurant's open from 11 to 9, so Jean must work from 11 to 9. No. But no, there's all this stuff you got to do before it opens. <laughs> there's all this stuff you have to do after it closes. <laughs> and making sure that, you know, that the orders are placed on time that the staff is showing up on time, that you have enough staff, mm-hmm. that you account for events around you. It's, uh, it's pretty complex. But so far, I can still say I wake up smiling every day. That's, well, that's good. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of like herding cats and being a kindergarten teacher at the same time, but still rewarding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. So you moved to St. Petersburg in 2001, you said? Uh, 2000. 2000. Okay. Yeah. And when did you meet your partner? Six years ago. Nice. So you yeah. met him here in St. Pete. Yeah. Great. Well, congratulations on six years. Thank you. <laughs> You're and uh, WEPA has been in the works for a little while. Yeah, it started um, basically in 
2017. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out a way how to either work part-time in architecture and do something else. And then I realized that there wasn't going to be a way of doing that. So uh, I started planning for completely leaving my job. Mm-hmm. So we incorporated in 2017 and started putting together the plans for it, looking for locations, trying to define the concept. And we went through you know, several ideas, whether it was going to be pickup window, whether it was going to be full service, whether it was going to be just open for lunch, whether it was just going to be on the weekends, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Through feedback, mostly, everybody said, you know, there's not a whole lot of Spanish and Puerto Rican food, so it'd be nice to go and have a glass of wine and stay for a while and have a family meal, so on and so forth. So the concept continued evolving mm-hmm. until it became like a full-service restaurant. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So when you say we, your partner is your partner? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yeah. Got it. And I forget his name. Please Richard. Forget. Thank you. We want yeah. to mention Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and get into the details of WEPA. We will be right back. I love soup, and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete, so much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list for their pork belly ramen. Now, Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya, too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious, as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place, along with the friendliness of the owners and staff, really adds to the character and charm of Buya. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores, one in Miami, and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? We are back with the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast with John Toti, the owner of WEPA St. Pete. And you were just telling us this really cool story on break, so you have to tell it again now. <laughs> okay. Um, no, what I was what I was saying is the, the things that happen almost by chance. People that come to the restaurant for Father's Day, we had a 98 year old gentleman who was brought in by his family because they hadn't found a Puerto Rican restaurant that he they could take him to for Father's Day. Right. So that was really rewarding seeing the whole family and mm-hmm. and he enjoyed every bit of it. And then yesterday afternoon was Monday and we're closed. So I was part of the morning at the restaurant, then I get home and I get a phone call. And it's, it's a lady calling and she's like, my daughter is undergoing chemo at John Hopkins. Wow. And the only thing she has a taste for is chuleta guisada. And I said, well, we have chuleta cancan, we have grilled chuletas, and we have fried chuletas. We don't have chuleta guisadas. So is that, what is that? Is that little chili? Kind of stewed. Okay. Okay, right. And I said, but I'm sure we can do something to, you know, to, to make them make the chuletas quizada because we have, you know, we, we have the chuletas. So, mm-hmm. and everything else that you need is tomato, onions, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so I asked her, when do, you, when do you want these for? She said, now. 
<laughs> of course, on the day off, on your day off. And I said, well, we're closed today, but uh, let me see what I can do. And I thought of a couple places, and I looked them up, and they were also closed on Mondays. So I told the lady, give me five minutes. The chef is in the restaurant. He's doing prep for the week. Let me see what we can do. So I called chef, and I said, chef, can we make chuletas quesadas? And he said, uh but we don't sell chuletakisadas. <laughs> I said, I know, but we have yuca and escabeche. We have other meats in escabeche. It's very similar in the process because of the tomatoes, the onions, the olives, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And, and then I explained to him that it was this lady calling from the, from the hospital that her daughter had a craving for it. Mm-hmm. So he said, give me 15 minutes and I'll have them ready for you. That's so awesome. That's awesome. So I called the lady at the hospital, and she, she was in tears. Oh. She was in tears, and then she went to the restaurant. She picked it up. She gave 100 hugs to the chef, and then she wrote me a big, long text oh. saying how, awesome. how, you know, how much it meant for them. Um, and those are the things that you do outside of the business part mm-hmm. that when you get home, you feel good about it no matter how tired right. you are. Right. Right. So it, it's, it's really rewarding. I have goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah. Wow. How kind of you and how kind of the chef to have done that. Yeah, that is great. So I, there's no way I could top that. But <laughs> here's my follow-up. So just a little before you opened, and, and it was March, right? Yeah, March. Yeah. A few months ago, you opened. And it was getting close. The word was, there was a little buzz. And I, I go over to Lori's. And she actually, Lori, don't worry, only people that listen to our podcast are going to know this. Lori, at the Smith & Associates Real Estate Building on 4th Street North, there are actually condos on the top floor, Mm -hmm. the third floor, and Lori lives there. So I'm going over to visit, but it's the real estate office, so there's all these real estate agents, and and I'm not going to mention names because it was a private conversation, but she happens to be from Puerto Rico herself, and she stops me in the parking lot. She says, Kevin, did you hear about this new Puerto Rican place? Da, da, da. And I'm like, yo, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows about that. Everybody knows it. She's like, yeah, but every time a Puerto Rican restaurant has opened here, they don't stay open because they're no good. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just afraid that I'm going to be disappointed again. And I go, I'll tell you what, I'll go first and I'll tell you what, what I think. And, and then we went uh, for the friends and family. Mm-hmm. And thank you for inviting us to that. And we were just by chance, we were sitting next to uh, Alex Rodriguez mm-hmm. from yeah. Alex and Kelly uh, that own um, Lolitas and Lo- Sophia's. Yep, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and Alex is from Puerto Rico himself. And one of the things he said was, this reminds me of the food I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And then the other person I was referencing, she did go and messaged me back and she said, finally, we have a real Puerto Rican restaurant in St. Pete. So doesn't top the hospital story, but still a good testimony. Thank you. That that, that <laughs> yes. means a lot. And and that's you know, we're not doing anything complicated. What what my vision is, it's always trying to put out the food that I grew up eating. Mm-hmm. Are they the these family recipes? Yeah. Awesome. They are. Um basically our menu is based on some family recipes and also we use so, some of the uh, some of the original recipe books from uh, Carmen Avoy de Barajuli and, and people who, who were starting to write recipe books in Puerto Rico in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That yeah. is cool. And I also like that the uh, menu is not only in English, but it's in Spanish mm-hmm. as well. So if somebody wants to bring their 98-year-old abuela or ibuelo, is Graham? Abuelo. Abuelo. Like you were talking about, they might appreciate a Spanish menu. 
Yeah, and I did that on purpose. I wanted to always have the Spanish name of the dish mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. so that people would get used to right. knowing what they were eating. Right. And they would at least, you know, try to make the connection. So this is really fried chicken, but they're called chicharrones de pollo. Mm-hmm. So th- there's there's an intent behind it. Right. Yeah, I remember when I was like a long time ago in my 20s and on a business trip and I went to a Mexican restaurant I'm like I'll have the polo and the guy looks at me like dude it's pollo yeah Ralph Lauren is down the street (laughs) (laughs) right I'll have the arroz con pollo or polo sorry I said it wrong (laughs) yeah some of the stuff that we had um, we were because we we got to have some extra stuff because we were sharing with with the Rodriguez's we had the uh, roasted pork with black beans and rice we also had we had more roasted pork with there's plantain mofongo. The fried pork is amazing. The flan, of course. You, I mean, it doesn't matter how full you are. You have to get well, at least I do have to get flan mm-hmm. anyway. And then I was pleasantly surprised with the uh, candied papaya with queso blanco. I thought it was awesome. The, the two different. It was a little bit a little bit of saltiness, a little bit of sweetness at the same time. It starts with the green papaya, mm-hmm. and then basically you put it in baking powder. Okay. And you let it sit for an hour. Hmm. And that kind of is absorbed by the papaya so that when you you actually cook it, it's a little crunchy. Oh, that's oh. cool. Uh, and then basically it just takes time. And you let it simmer with no sugar and, and nothing else. Just let it simmer in its own um, sugar and, and juices. Mm-hmm. And then you add um, vanilla and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And then you add a little bit of sugar until it gets crunchy on the edges and soft in the middle. And would you refer, in just generally speaking, to the food at your restaurant as kind of comfort food? I would bit? think so. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I, I would. I just wanted to make yeah. sure that we're on the same page with that. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't had Puerto Rican food before, you definitely need to go to Huepa. If you have had it before, you even more need to go to Huepa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a little more challenged in being able to order certain items there mm-hmm. because of my cilantro issue, but... So I didn't get to try as much as Kevin, but everything I had was delicious. Yeah. Well, I hope we accommodated you that. Did, you yeah. did as, as best as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to. I have to come in when uh, Lori's busy doing something else. <laughs> well, Hal Friedman, who I know is your friend, yeah, mm-hmm. he was over the other night, mm-hmm. and uh, he was alone, and he's like, "I'm going to be in trouble because I'm here alone." <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to come back. Right? Maybe I'll have to go with Hal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, well, that happens sometimes. I'll, I'll go somewhere, and Lori's like, "You went there without me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Wepa St. Pete, you guys are next to Three Daughters Brewing. Yes. Most people should be able to find that. Indoor and outdoor seating. Yep. Correct. Pa- parking, parking lot. Yes. Street, valet. And closed on Mondays, as we said. And the hours, uh, Tuesday through Sunday, are 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., which is nice. You can go for an early lunch. I'll have to think I'll have, I might be showing up for lunch. Oh, no, I have a lunch tomorrow. The next day. I'll be sure I'm soon. <laughs> and just this past weekend, we started opening the weekend 12 to 9. Oh, okay. We're not, oh, okay. We're not having that gap between lunch and dinner. Okay, okay. great. And the website is WEPA St. Pete. That's W-E-P-A-S-T-P-E-T-E dot com. Thank you. Sean Toddy, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Hope to see you at WEPA soon. You, you will. will. Adios. <laughs> How, can you say we'll be right back in Spanish? Estaremos pronto aquí. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. 
They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our local musical artist today is Jimbo Shrump. Jimbo is a hip-hop artist from St. Petersburg. He's one-eighth of the music group called Ole Madness. Jimbo has released two projects with Ole Madness, Hearts of Men, and solo, Stay Hungry, Stay Humble. Jimbo is currently working on a seven-track project called Jazzy Sad Boy, produced by Tristan Elijah. We will feature Jimbo's song, Weed Goals, right after we grill him, figuratively, not literally, proper use of the word literally, you're welcome, on the Fast Five Foodies questions. Welcome to the show, Jimbo. Hi, thank you for having me. You ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? Let's run it. All righty. What's your favorite food? That's got to be chicken wings chicken wings yeah and any place in particular i'm kind of bringing uh, up a question earlier now it's a little bit outside of uh like st pete but it's babaloo it's babaloo, right there uh-huh. on fourth yeah. and 93rd okay. oh, yeah, yeah. i worked there for a few years and it's one of the few places i've worked at and can still eat the food like, right <laughs> and they, what, they what? changed ownership recently didn't they yeah chip was the owner while i was there he was mm-hmm. there for i think almost 25 years right. before he left uh mm-hmm. he, he got burnt out being in the industry right but yeah um i'm not sure who the new owners are but i had a few friends that still worked there mm-hmm. and food was still the same when i went there as long as the chicken wings like <laughs> me some chicken wings and what's the style of the wings uh i like the bourbon molasses wings uh-huh. they like okay, cool. they cook them and then they grill them on with a little bit of bourbon sauce oh on. nice oh it's really good really wow. good yum i used to live up that way so i went to bottle many times oh yeah what's your least favorite food um, it'd probably have to be broccoli. I hate broccoli. I hate broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had somebody else that, that didn't like broccoli. Oh, no, wait, actually, because like every person I know really makes fun of me for this, especially working at Spanish restaurants, I hate rice. Oh, I don't that's, like rice that's much funny. either. Not a fan. I like, don't hate it, but I don't, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a fan at all. Love pasta. Just not mm-hmm. rice. Right, right. Just not okay. rice. It's texture. Right. So what's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Um, ooh, ooh, hmm, sea salt, actually. Oh, okay. They mm-hmm. have, um, like, chicken's my favorite, nugget form, mm-hmm. uh, wing form, but they have the fried grouper there. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, it's top of the line. It's best. It's the best thing. They cut it, they serve it with the head. It depends. Some people mm-hmm. don't like that, but they fry the whole fish, and it's just oh, wow. delicious cutlets of the whole thing. Hmm. That's cool, yeah, when it's, it's a, a whole e- fish and it's fried. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's I a bit expensive, but it's definitely worth it. Like, Good. 
Salt or pepper? Ooh, salt. <laughs> oh, no, pepper. Pepper, definitely. Because everything's <laughs> got salt in it. Everything's got salt in it. <laughs> and can you cook? Uh, actually, yeah. I was a short order cook at uh, Banyan for breakfast for about three or four years. Nice. I worked at Babalu as a cook as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I work at Ceviche. Mm-hmm. as uh, I'm the expediter. And I'm mm-hmm. also like a bar back when it's busier nights. Make better money doing that than mm-hmm. working in a kitchen. But right. I've worked just about every position in a restaurant. And I still have a bit of a passion for cooking at home. What would you say is your favorite thing you cook? Uh, I like to make stroganoff from scratch. Oh, like yum. My grandma's recipe. The only thing I don't put in that she puts in is peas. Hmm, yum. Nice. Yeah. I love right. beef stroganoff. Um, where, where do you live? I when, live when are you making it next? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be announced. <laughs> I actually made it two or three days ago. But uh, I live uh, I live in the local area. I'm off 22nd and MLK. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I was just kidding. Like, I want to oh. come over for oh. beef stroganoff. I'll, <laughs> I'll bring you some next time. Okay, cool. I'm really good at uh, desserts. Like I make, uh, my family's from Ohio originally, and we make Buckeyes, and they're it's like a very sweet peanut butter chocolate dish. Like it's a peanut butter ball dipped in chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Nice Christmas time every year. That sounds like it would go good with the subject matter of the song that we're going to talk about in a moment. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you do hip hop? Yes, sir. Which is kind of I, I don't know if this would be a this is my own personal definition of hip hop, mm-hmm. a more musical version of rap. As um, I wrap the table. They they are the same. What what you could um like I mean there's people calling like what was popular in 1996 lo-fi hip hop now. Mm-hmm. But like there's there's two core things. There's hip hop and rap. A rapper talks about what he's got. Um, it's the same genre, mm-hmm. but he's just okay. rapping. He's just talking to you about I got this, I got that, I got that, and that's cool because usually when they're rapping, they're they're gonna give it to you on this night. Nice, neat package. Like, it's going to be usually a mm-hmm. slick way of saying something cool as to where, a, like, an MC, a master of ceremonies, a master of their craft, mm-hmm. they're going to actually tell you a story. And they could even say and talk about the same things that person was talking about, but it becomes this cool story in a different way that you would have never thought of it. And it makes you want or cool. think like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, actually, I, I have to admit, I don't listen to uh, hip-hop often, mm-hmm. but when I do, I think to myself, why don't I listen to this more often? Because, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm a, I, I say I'm a former musician, mm-hmm. meaning I'm an out-of-practice musician, but I still know music stuff, mm-hmm. and usually I try to figure out how to play the song, learn right. the chords, and what key it's in, and I have to admit, yours was a little tougher for me, because uh. there were some uh, really neat chord changes in there. Like it starts off uh, like in a flat key, mm-hmm. but then you're out of the flat or sharp side. There was because it starts off like a, if I remember correctly, let's see if I jotted it down here. I didn't, but I, th- I think it starts off like an E flat minor, the key, but right. it's like an, a, an A flat minor chord. But then later on, there's an A major chord, which that's very different than what they do in classic rock, like I used to play. That's <laughs> that's all Tyler Stokes, the producer on that okay. track. And like, I, I go by feels. So I mean, like, I, you can tell me E sharp, E flat, like, harmonizing is the only thing I can do. And it's by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to like actual music studying, I, I haven't done much like I barely even know how to like engineer myself and record. <laughs> but I mean, it's something you have to learn. And it's something I've definitely been learning. Right. So some of the stuff I have in the notes here is that you are one eighth of the music group Old Madness. Yes, sir. And are you strictly uh, with Old Madness, or you're doing some solo stuff coming up also? Well, if you've ever heard of Wu-Tang, 
they're oh. um they're, they're basically like a collective of MCs, and that's mm-hmm. like eight rappers, producers, and what they did is they signed as a label themselves. They made them and they did an agreement to make their own music with them, but then each individual person can do their own individual thing. Okay, cool. So we followed that format, and we're each dropping our own projects solo, and nice. then as a whole, we come together when we can. Nice, I like that. Yeah. yeah so you're working on a new seven-track project called Jazzy Sad Boy, produced yes. by Tristan Elijah? Yes, sir. He's actually in, in here with me right he now. Is. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> um, he, um, he's uh, my manager. He's a producer, a singer, songwriter. He's learning business management for musicians. Like he's just cool. a great person to have on your team. So yeah, I'm just really excited to work with him. And that's uh, you have a new single called "Back and Forth" featuring uh, Mick D or Mike D. It's Mick D. Mick D. Yeah, dropping on July 20th. So watch for that. And today we're featuring uh, a single from uh, it's the, the latest Old Madness uh, album. Uh, no, it's uh, my album, but it's through the label of Old Madness. Okay, cool. We all like gotcha. we, uh, said we all agreed to drop one through the label, and then we do independent stuff. But we're all still together. Cool. Mm-hmm. So the album is "Stay Hungry, Stay Humble." Yes, it's on every single music platform that exists except pandora they except don't like pandora. Me. that's same with us same with I this podcast we're, yeah. we're on everything but pandora because we wouldn't let pandora drop their own ads in it's picky man they're really picky yeah. i don't know what it is it's not like i have songs that i'm featured on that are on there and they were like oh that'll help you get in there because your name's in their registry and i've submitted it like five times and they're like we'll get back to you it's, it's probably because pandora did not stay hungry or stay humble no well they're missing <laughs> out they're missing out it's and okay the, the song is titled Weed Gulls, yeah. and if you listen to it, you'll realize that it's like, think of like when you're at the beach and you have seagulls that try to steal your food. Exactly. But weed gulls try to smoke your weed. Take your roaches <laughs> off the ground right as you finish. It's just, it's rude. These are observations I made from a skate park. Um, it's um, actually Willis S. Johns. That's actually my step great grandfather. Oh, wow. Um, and um, I wouldn't even call him step. It was like my best friend, but we grew up together. Mm-hmm. Like, we were brothers pretty much, and it was his grandfather. Oh. So we, um, we, I always say like, hey, that's you know family heirloom there, but it's also called Fossil Park, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that whole neighborhood over there, like it's a decent neighborhood. It doesn't seem that bad, but the kids that go there mm-hmm. sometimes they're uh, they're just not the most selective. Like you know, they don't have a lot of money. They're always like harassing people for cigarettes and stuff. And I'm like the type of person that somebody walks up to me and like asks me for a cigarette and I can tell you're not 18. I'm like, no, man, like you need to not smoke cigarettes. Like, right. You know, mm-hmm. Go somewhere else. Like, don't do what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. don't do it. Mm-hmm. And they don't listen. So I made a song called Weed Goals because it was just an observation of like the way some of these people hung out around there. <laughs> and, and it's an awesome song too. Thank it's, you. It's really fun. So uh, here we are, uh, Jumbo, yeah, Jumbo Shrimp, not Jumbo <laughs> Shrimp. Jumbo Shrimp. Don't, anybody who calls him Jumbo Shrimp is going to be, Get Jumbo Shrimped on. No, nah, nah, it's okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, Jimbo, thank you so much yes, for being on the you. show. Appreciate the opportunity. Here we are uh, from the album Stay Hungry, Stay Humble with Weed Gulls. Fossil Park, true stories. Skirting and skating, not too far from the seashore. Sparking now in the park, not here come the weed goes from birth. These beans like Eugene need more. 
searching the ground for the roaches we roll. The devil is a lie, or we already have these souls deprived the mind of some potent weed smoke. Nah, I'd never do it, but not this session. Keep it moving, player. You ain't put into it, so chuck deuces. Smoke weed with seeds, that's Russian roulette. Some basic ass shit, if we really get in depth, they inept. So, to get up and commit that fucking family over till there's no can left. A simple introduction to the buddy system. You let them smoke once and forever wanna hit them. But never rolling, stay patrolling. I wanna hit them, fist the boulder, I'm scolding. But I just say forget them. Why they always trying to smoke my weed? All these buddy ass weed go fiends. If you been a fossil, you know what I mean. All these buddy ass weed go fiends. Why they always trying to smoke my weed? All these buddy ass weed go fiends. If you been a fossil, you know what I mean. All these buddy ass weed go fiends. Yo, let me roll your gun. And can I spark it up? Start with up the fuck shut A mind you get none What you think this is son? I spark it out of love This shit cost me funds It's a supply for my lungs Now we can smoke like usual If you catch me mutual Bring nothing to the table Then no dispute from you It can't be new to you Unblasted a few of you Lame motherfuckers Got a futile view of you Whack a block of egos Come charge it to the weed smoke Follow, follow, follow It don't matter where we go Whenever I try to hide Somehow you know Get about Halfway through the wood, and he shows Damn, Eugene, I'm not even trying to be rude Your whole life summed up by Devin V2 Never again can let you do me that way Taking all the earth from out my doobie ashtray Hell Why nah. they always trying to smoke my weed? All these buddy ass weed go fiends If you been a fossil, you know what I mean All these buddy ass weed go fiends Why they always trying to smoke my weed? All these buddy ass weed go fiends you been a fossil, you know what I mean. Last week's episode got a lot of uh, likes and shares, uh, but we didn't get any comments. So please leave us some comments. You'll hear your name on the next episode. New items on stpetersburgfoodies.com include a write-up on the five best grouper sandwiches in St. Pete. And everyone went nuts that when we didn't have their favorite on there, but it's a top five. We can't, we didn't do a top 20. We could have, if we took everybody's suggestions and what they were mad about that didn't get included. If you want to see what we think are the top five best grouper sandwiches in St. Pete, check it out on the site on stpetersburgfoodies.com. And also we had a comment on the website on another top five list, the top five Asian soups. This is from Sonny. He says, Kevin, I had seen that sign many times going by the Bitch Nigga Cafe. <laughs> That's not, I don't know how you really say it. I forgot. And wondered how they did get a license for that sign. LOL. Well, Kevin, while reading your article and looking at the license of your companion, that's the uh, fuck that bitch guy, I practically fell off my chair laughing. Your irreverence is excused because of the hilariousness. You had me well before, where the fuck? <laughs> but at this point, I simply lost it and could hardly get a breath. Thanks for the belly laugh. I will be looking forward to your other reviews and appreciate not only your candor regarding the meals, but also your personality. Stay silly. Sunny G. Well, thank you, Sunny. Next week on the podcast, we have Troy and Jessica Bledsoe from Overflow Brewing. You can email us at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. The podcast can be found on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Player FM. Basically, every single podcast app in existence except pandora because we wouldn't let them run their own ads so anyway 
You can also listen to us on your voice-activated home assistant. Everything that guy just says, bullshit. This is Christophe Guillaume from Bacchus Saint-Pit, and you are listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, John Toddy. And Jimbo Shrump. And thanks to our sponsors. The Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery. Club Saver. Booyah Ramen. And, and Engine, Engine Number, number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Puerto Ricans, you guys are very easy to identify. Most Latinos, you got to listen to the Spanish. Puerto Ricans, I give it up. You're easy to identify because there's always a flag nearby.